I despise your killings and rapings. You are despicable. Are you my judge? It's just you should be punished. I'm going to chop off your arm. So you ready? everyone and welcome back to Asian Cinema Fusion. I am your host Paul Martinez and we are here again talking more about movies that I saw at the New York Asian Film Festival. Uh, we got four more we're going to talk about today. Uh, some very interesting films and uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with Inside Men. This is out of Korea from 2015. Directed by Woo Min Ho. Uh, he's probably most known for the action comedy film The Spies. If you, if you guys caught that, um, that's about all I re- he's really done so far. I think uh, he might have uh, done a few shorts, but uh, I think that was his only other major film. Uh, the film is starring the great Lee Byung Hun, who plays uh, An Sang Gu. Of course, Lee Byung Hun from. Some of the biggest movies around, uh, A Bittersweet Life, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, I Saw the Devil. And of course, he played Storm Shadow in the G.I. Joe films. Also, a lot of notoriety for him uh, recently as he was the first Korean actor to ever give an award at the uh, Oscars. So, he is a big name. He's really probably right now maybe the biggest star in all of Korea. So, of course, you know, this is a film that made tons of money. Also starring Joe Sung-woo. He plays Woo Jang-hoon. You might remember him from Taza, The High Rollers, uh, Sort of a No Name. Uh, sort with No Name, not a No Name. <laughs> Bai Yun-sik, who plays Lee Kang-hee. Uh, I remember him from The Face Reader and Taz of the High Rollers. Uh, good actor. And Lee Young Young, who plays Jang Pil Woo. He was in The Whistleblower, but you probably would best remember him as he was the leader of the Pirates in the film The Pirates. He was like the pirate leader. And uh, you probably would remember him from their best. And the tagline for this film, as you know, if you're just tuning in, I come up with taglines for each film. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. <laughs> it's just something I like to do. And the tagline for this film is, Information is King. So, what's this one about? Well, it's a political thriller about a gangster looking to get the goods on a political candidate, but instead is ruined and framed. A young prosecutor trying to make a name for himself tries to get to the truth. So, this is the highest grossing R-rated film in South Korea history. Um, It's slick, well acted, and above all, smart. And if this is your thing, you loved it, and if political Twitter is not your thing, well, it is a bit talky. And I did feel things may have dragged a little slightly midway, but the ending is very good. Although I would have liked to have seen a little more... I don't know, boom to the ending, but it was still good. Uh, but in cases like this in real life, it kind of usually ends quietly with uh, these type of uh, scandals. And so 
even more quietly than people complained about in this film. The film does its best to sprinkle some lightheartedness uh, throughout it, mostly surrounding the relationship of the two leads. There's a good chemistry there, and they know it. Um, there's not much in the way of action, but there is a small fight scene and a couple of torture scenes. But there is quite a lot of his nudity and adult themes, which we don't see too often in Korean films. Uh, as we see some very powerful men at their very discreet sex parties. The acting, which was really what was awesome about this film, was really great. Uh, of course, Lee Byung-hun, as I said, he's a superstar a world superstar at this point. And uh, he is just great here as, you know, playing the wronged gangster. But the other performances are fantastic too, especially uh, Beck Yung-sil, um, who plays uh, the newspaper editor. He is really good in this film. Um, I really liked him in The Face Reader as well. Um, I know that he's mostly known for TV roles, uh, but he is really, really good. But, you know, as I said, this film may not be for everyone. Um, it's not really a suspense thriller. It's definitely a story about politics and the media and the role that the second plays in the first. Personally, I found it engaging for about 80% of the film. Like I said, there was probably about 15 minutes midway that they could have uh, streamlined. Or maybe just added something to get the heart pumping a bit. I just felt like I was waiting for a little more umph in the film but i mean i did like it and if you're a fan a fan of the genre then i think you're really gonna like it too i gave the film a seven out of ten again i i thought it was a good film i thought it's something if you like political dwellers um you know if you like films that you know you got it may have to think a little you may have to try to put eyes together and dot eyes cross t's and what have you then i think you would like this our next film Mr. Six. This is out of China, 2015. Directed by Guan Hu, who directed the film The Chef, The Actor, and The Scoundrel, that comedy. Um, if you've seen that, it was a pretty big hit in China. I saw it, um, not start to finish. I kind of caught half of it. It was okay. Not really big on Chinese comedies, but it was okay. Um, starring Fen Zhaogang, or Gang. As Mr. Six, uh, you would know him. He was the Crocodile Gang's boss in Kung Fu Hustle. But he's also mostly known as a director. He directed The Banquet, which is a.k.a. Legend of a Black Scorpion. Uh, he has done some acting. This is not his first acting, but he's been in some films. But I think he's really more known uh, as a director. Also starring Zhang Hang Yu who plays Scrapper. Uh, you might remember him the star of Taking of Tiger Mountain, which I thought he was great in, and I thought he was great in this too. Uh, Zhu King as Hua Zaizi. Uh, she's mostly a TV actress. She was in the film Flashpoint, uh, but mostly primarily she's a very big TV actress. And uh, Li, Li Feng, who plays uh, Mr. Six's son, Zhao Bo, he is really one of the hottest rising stars of China. Really a wonder kid, if you will. A uh, huge TV star and a pop idol. The sky's the limit for this kid right now. He is one of the hottest things going on out there. And the tagline for this film, The hard way is the only one he knows. So, what is this one about? 
Well, an aged gangster must go up against young thugs to help his estranged son. That's like a really quick, there's a lot more to this than that. But, you know, as I always, as I say, I don't want to give too much away because I want you guys to go in. I always hate when I go in and see a film and I already know too much of what's going to happen. So this film was kind of pushed as an action film to me at the festival. Um, but it's not. It's a crime drama, which is fine. But I wish I knew that going in because I went in thinking one thing and it was something else. Um, and because of that, I, I watched it a second time and really enjoyed it more the second time. Uh, the story really resonates as you see someone who still clings to things like honor and respect in today's world, where those things are truly foreign concepts. Um, and that's not just in America, that's pretty much worldwide. Uh, this film has such a character to it. It really drags you in and you feel a type of bond with the actors almost, especially, um, you know, Feng Xiao Gang. And, you know, and, I just let's get right into the to the whole talk about him and the acting in this film. I mean, the acting as a cast was okay, but the acting by Fen Zhao Gang was incredible. I and mean, there's no surprise to me that he won the Golden Horse Award for Best Actor for his role here as Mr. Six. Um, in fact, I think it's not even enough to say that uh, this was one of the greatest on-screen portrayals I have seen in years. This is, Mr. Six is not an actor. You just believe, when you're watching this, it's not like you're watching an actor play him. You just believe everything about this is genuine. It's so refreshing also to see an older star given this type of role and have him ultimately knock it out the park. Um, you know, very often when we see actors... Um, you know, start to get up in years. Uh, they don't get those starring roles anymore. You know, now they're supporting cast. You know, or if they're in a starring film, it's this little thing about, I don't know. You know what I mean. You know, you, you've seen it throughout American and Asian films. Uh, the aging actors just don't get those blockbuster roles anymore. And I don't know if Mr. Six was thought it was going to be a blockbuster when it was made, but it made a ton of money. And uh, it is starring an older actor. And like I said, he was incredible in it. And so I just think this was great. Uh, some very nice visuals as well. I really liked the cinematography in this. It was subtle, but very good. Uh, same can be said for the score as well. And uh, there is a great laugh out loud moment in the film concerning an ostrich. Just remember I told you that. Uh, and I dare you not to laugh out loud. Uh, when that scene happens. But uh, this is just really a very fun film. Telling a very powerful story. I, I just really enjoyed it. I said I've seen this twice now. And I really liked it. I just thought it was an extremely well made film. All the way around. And one I would definitely recommend. And uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. And uh, definitely I think you guys should check out Mr. Six. Um, it was playing in theaters here in New York for a while. Um. But it's no longer doing that. So that's hopefully you should be on a home video very shortly. Then we got our old school selection. And at the New York Asian Film Festival, they had for the 15th anniversary a surprise screening. And what it was was 
A Hero Never Dies. This is Hong Kong, 1998. Directed by Johnny Toe, one of his very early films. Um, of course, Johnny Toe. I mean, I could sit here and talk. I, I, I've said it before. I could do podcasts just about Johnny Toe every show. <laughs> the Big Heat, Exile, Drug War, the election films. Uh, Johnny Toe is a very competent director and big time name right now. Is made his bones, you know, really on uh, the Hong Kong heroic bloodshed type of films, uh, you know, such as The Big Heat. And so uh, this is one of those. Um, it's starring Leon Lai, who plays Jack. Uh, Leon Lai, you would know him if you know him. Leon Lai is mostly known as he's a pop, a canto pop idol and a very big one. And so I think he's more known for his singing than his acting, but. Uh, he was in Seven Swords. He uh, was in Wicked City. If you saw that, the uh, Japan-China co-production, or Hong Kong, you should say, co-production about aliens. He was uh, fantastic in a film I think is very uh, underrated. Comrades, almost a love story, opposite Maggie Chung, who was absolutely incredible in that film. So Leon Lai is a guy that, uh, if you've seen those couple of films, you might have seen him. If not... Maybe you've never seen him before, but uh, he is a, a good actor, but uh, he's just really more known for his uh, his singing. Also starring Lao Ching Wan as Martin, and um, someone told me one day that uh, we're going to subtitle Asian Cinema Fusion as Lao Ching Wan <laughs> Love Affair. It does seem like I review a lot of his films, but he's been in a lot of films, you know, and just some of the films he's been in... Uh, Black Mask, Big Bullet, Full Alert, and Insanity that we uh, reviewed on here uh, on the podcast. And also starring Yo-Yo Mung, who plays Yo-Yo, who is Jack's girlfriend. Uh, she's not that a lot of big screen stuff, a lot of TV stuff, uh, but you might remember her. And I thought she was great in the film Running Out of Time, the Johnny Toe film. So if uh, you saw that, uh, she was in that, I thought she was great. And our tagline for this film, Loose Ends Always Turn Up. So, after a long war between two crime lords ends in a truce, they decide to take out their top men, I guess as a sign of good faith. Only these guys don't stay down for long. So as I said, this was built as a surprise screening at the New York Asian Film Festival, and it was apparently the first film they ever showed at their festival 15 years ago. Uh, I can see why. Uh, it's about as over-the-top as you can get, and that's saying a lot considering Johnny Toad's early stuff. This is the type of movie that is much better with a crowd and just, you know, hanging around as a goof. It's campy and it's fun. It's not, however, a great film. You know, as a huge Mr. Toe fan, I would find it hard to place this anywhere on a list of my favorite films from him. Uh, the story is stretched to the limit of believability. Uh, the acting outside of Lao Ching Wan is actually pretty poor. Uh, I, I, well, because Neon Lai is okay. Uh, you know, he's okay. He's not great. I mean, Lao Ching Wan is very good. I think the rest of his cast was a bit subpar. Uh, Lamb Sweat did have a small role in this. I'm a big Lamb Sweat fan, but uh, he didn't last around too long. So, uh, yeah, and he didn't have many lines at all. So, yeah, I can't really, 
know, praise him at all. Just I didn't think this really was a well acted film, just being honest. And um you know the lines that are spoken are often head shakingly bad. But again, this isn't trying to be a work of art. It's trying to be a crazy action film. And on that level, it is. Uh, one of the things I've always liked about this film is having the song Sukiyaki playing throughout. I've always loved that song from a young man. I knew it as it was performed by a band called A Taste of Honey, a seventies, uh, late 70s, early 80s band. I had no idea that it was a well-known tune in Asia. I, in fact, I learned that it's one of Japan's biggest songs ever. You learn something new every day. So, what this film promises on is total machismo. From the scene of the gangsters all urinating into the open air in unity, to the battle of bar glass breaking in one of the silliest yet entertaining scenes ever, to an even more silly and entertaining final battle, this is just a man's man type of movie. So I say, you know, you got to have to put down the critic side of you for 90 minutes and just and enjoy the absurdness of it all. Which, you know, basically I know I'm doing this, you know, critiquing the film, but I'm trying to put in my own mind, like, you, some films aren't meant to be picked apart, and this is one of them. This is a very hard film that's a little hard to find but it's not impossible if you check around online you can get a copy of it they are websites that have copies um they build it as a film that you can't get a copy of you can um there's us you're never going to see a well go or a criterion or something like that release but there are hong kong releases you can find if you look hard enough but i just add that if you want to see what johnny toe is all about i would not start here there are some amazing films he's done. But if you're a big heroic bloodshed fan and you never saw this, then yeah, please do so. Um, overall, I got to give it a 5 out of 10. Because uh, as I said, it's fun. You know, giving it a 5 out of 10 makes it sound like I think it's a bad film. And like I said, this is one of those films that is just hard to rate. It's not a great film. But if you just, like a lot of my fans here know, they just love action films and they want to see shooting and they want to see death and blood and guns and, and you know, great machismo, great man's men, you know, type of gangsters. You want to see that, then you're going to like this. As I said, it's very over the top. But, you know, if that's something you want to see, then check this out, you know. But if you're more of a connoisseur, I guess that sounds so uppity for us. But if you're, you know, if you're someone that's, you know, maybe that's a more, a little more highbrow, let's say, in your films, then, yeah, you may pass on this one. So I, I think it really depends on what kind of films you want, or what time, what type of films you're in the mood to watch at that moment. But if you're into watching something that's very light, has a lot of action and fun, and not too much thinking about, then uh, definitely check out A Hero Never Dies. And that title plays. Very strongly to the ending of this film. I do not want to give anything away. Uh, but trust me, A Hero Never Dies is a very fitting title to this film. Alright, we're going to move on to our wild card selection. Usually it's an older film, but uh, because it's New York Asia Film Festival, it's not. But this is always, I try to make it a film that I definitely think you should see. 
And uh, that is not different this week or this show, I should say, as I am going to talk about a violent prosecutor out of Korea, 2015, directed by Il Hung Lee. Hope that I pronounced that correctly. He was the assistant director on Kundo. Uh, this is really his first major uh, feature film. And wow, I hope to see more of him if uh, everything he does is as good as this. Starring Wang Jung Min, my good friend, who plays a Byung Jae Wook, the prosecutor. Uh, of course, we know him from, I, we've reviewed a number of his films on here. We've reviewed The Wailing, Veteran. Uh, he's been in New World. Uh, he's just a fantastic actor. Kang Dong Wan, who plays Chi Wan, who we just talked about a couple of shows ago for The Priest. He was also in Kundo and uh, Haunters. And Lee Sung Min, who plays the assistant prosecutor, the assistant prosecutor general, Zhang Gil. Uh, he was in the film Broken, a film that I really want to talk about on this podcast soon, and Kundo. And let's also add in Park Sung-Wung as Phi. He was in Office, The Shameless for the Emperor. And uh, our tagline for this is, In Jail, No One Can See You Plotting. A little fun jab at the alien uh, tagline. No one can hear you scream. So, what's this about? Uh, an arrogant prosecutor is framed for the death of a suspect. But those who did it underestimate just who it is they pissed off. So what a fun ride this was. This is just a great mixture of suspense, action, and comedy. A true summer blockbuster type of film. Something you can sit back and just really, really enjoy. The story behind this is something we've seen before. The whole... Revenge for being wronged thing. Uh, but the twist here is watching Huang Jung-min's character orchestrating it all from behind bars. Thanks in great deal to con man extraordinaire Chi Wan. Uh, the story is complex yet easy to follow, which is not an easy task at all, especially for a new director and especially for those who are watching subtitled versions as myself, sometimes when these films are a little deep, you tend to get a little lost. So, you know, I say all the time, Huang Jung-min has become one of my favorite actors. And But here's the thing. As good as he was in this, he was outshined by a star-making performance by Kang Dong-wan. I found him entertaining in the priest. But he takes it to another level here. So engaging, I found myself hanging on his every word and every scene he was in. I just really, really think that, you know, sometimes you see a guy or a girl put out a fantastic effort in a film and you think like, oh man, this is one to watch. And they just never achieve that again I mean, off the top of my head I think of Jade Lung from Hong Kong if you saw her in Black Cat you would have sworn this is going to be the next big female superstar and 
she subsequently made bomb after bomb after bomb until she be, fell into oblivion. So you never know for sure. Uh, but no, I've seen two films of his, and of course I didn't see. Uh, I don't, I've seen Haunters as well, which I thought he was great in. Um, I didn't see Kundo, but uh, I heard that that was a good film. So I don't think this is kids a flash in the pan. I think he's the real deal and somebody that uh, myself and you guys, if you're fans of Hong Kong uh, films, I'm, I'm sorry, my mistake, if you're a fan, uh, fan of Korean films, you definitely have to keep your eye out for him and anything he does from this point on. I am. Uh, until he proves otherwise, uh, this guy's a, a guy I want to see. So, also, um, I want to talk about the director a little more. You know, I'm very excited uh, to see more from this uh, director, Il Hyung Lee. Uh, I really don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's it's spelled H-Y-E-O-N-G. I don't know if that's Hung or Hyung. Um, I've been saying Hyung, so if I'm wrong, I apologize to Mr. Lee, wherever he is. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a director I'd like to see more of. I just really, really thought that he did really, really good job here. I mean, the goal, in my opinion, is to tell an engaging, that enjoyable film. Even if the subject matter is grim, the key is to make us want to see more. And he did that. Um, I'm even hoping for a sequel just to see these characters again. You know, so obviously at this point, <laughs> you could tell I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, and I bet you will too. I gave this film an eight and a half out of ten. You really need to check this out. I believe I heard it's getting a well-go release, and I would bet heavily that it's soon going to be on Netflix. So definitely look for this. A violent prosecutor. It's, this is really that's a really good film. I, I remember we talked about Veteran, and how much I liked Veteran uh, from Huang Jiangmin, the same actor, and uh, I like this more. And I told you guys and that uh, Veteran was a big smash hit. And definitely check it out. And I meant it. And I'm telling you, this is even better. Uh, you need to watch this. I'm hoping this becomes a series of films. Uh, and then, man, The Wailing. How good was The Wailing, too? Huang John Min. He's another guy. Um, I'm going to start watching some of his older stuff. And I'll be reviewing it on this podcast in the future. Because uh, uh, he's really something else. He's just... Uh, He's got the Midas touch at this point. Anything he's involved in seems to be really great. And that's our show. Uh, so I still have a couple of films from the festival's last day that I went to to review. Uh, so I will get to that uh, in about a week or so. And as well as the return of our regular old school and wild card reviews. Uh, the highlight coming will be Saving Mr. Wu. Which uh, was the last film I saw at the festival. But I would like to say once again, what a great time I had at the New York Asian Film Festival. And if you are in the New York area right now, there are two more festivals. One is going on. It's actually ending this weekend, which is Japan Cuts. And uh, starting up is the Asian American Film Festival. Uh, definitely uh, Google these. Uh, Japan Cuts and Asian American Film Festival. If you're in the New York area, uh, they are. there is a couple of good movies uh, actually playing at the Japan Cuts, I would like, I want to try to get to see at least one of Japan Cuts, and there's definitely, there's a uh, horror film playing at Asian American Film Festival I really want to see, called Hollow, so I'm really hoping to see that, I'm also hoping to see uh, Cold War 2 has been released, and I'm very excited to see Cold War 2, Train to Busan, a horror film, 
from Korea. There's a bunch of stuff playing in the New York area right now. As I've said to you guys before, if you live in the tri-state area, if, you know, getting to Manhattan uh, or New York City, you know, us that live in New York don't really call Manhattan New York City. We just call it downtown or um, or just call it Manhattan. But for those outside the area, they feel Manhattan is New York City. Technically, it's not, but that's what most people think of it as. But either whatever you call it, if it's a thing you could get to, summertime is such a great time here to watch Asian films on the big screen. It's just fantastic. I get giddy. Of uh, how many films, and I was tired. I wanted to take a break after New York Asian Film Festival, which is why I didn't really attend Japan Cuts the first week. I am, I am going to try to maybe see one film uh, the last the last day or two before that closes out, and I definitely want to go see that horror film over at the Asian American Film Festival. I was there last year, and unfortunately, is where I saw Dragon Blade uh, with with uh, uh, Jackie Chan. But I'm hoping that. Uh, We'll have a much better experience this time. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to see a couple of the other films I mentioned, uh, Cold War 2, I'm very excited for. So these are all films that uh, I plan to go see. And if you're in the New York area, look for them. They're out there. Google, they're playing. Uh, I think the AMC 25 is playing Gold World, Cold World uh, 2. Uh, that's over down at 42nd Street. So uh, definitely look these up on Google if you're in the area and you want to catch some. If you didn't get to see... Films at the New York Asian Film Festival for whatever reason. Maybe our free time now. It's a great chance to see some great Asian films on the big screen. And as good as we like watching Netflix and we like renting Blu-rays or DVDs or what have you, nothing beats the experience of watching something on the big screen. So when you can, you definitely should do so. And I'm always going to let you guys know if there's stuff playing. So uh, that's my little... Uh, <laughs> my, my little... Uh, service to you guys in the area i guess that's it and i want to thank you guys for listening as always and until the next time which will be in about a week bye bye